Hey, everybody, welcome to Take the Stage Coaching Podcast, where I help artists successfully navigate the pressures of their entrepreneurial careers. This is professional certified mindfulness coach Evan Dunn Baritone, and you are listening to episode 75. Is everyone saying no to your singing career? Well, we here at Take the Stage Opera Podcast say toy, toy, toy. Find out what is holding you back so you can stop waiting in the wings and go out and get your standing ovation. There are no forbidden topics here, so get your ticket and find your seat. In Boca Lupo. Hey, hey, hey. I'm sure that as we're visiting today, you're going to hear some music. I I think this might just be the new normal, especially as we're coming out of of a pandemic. It's been harder for me to find quiet places (laughs) to record. But I think you all know what it's like to be in the practice room, to have a cacophony of wonderful noise around you. Of course, I feel totally comfortable with I just want to make sure that you all know that, yeah, that's what we're going to be hearing today. So, (laughs) so yeah, I'm just over here kind of living my best life because it's the Olympics again. (laughs) The Summer Olympics were just a few months ago, as you know, and this never happens. And I just really love the Olympics and I cannot wait to see Yuzuru Hanyu and Nathan Chen battle over um, the ice skating. And of course, there's a possibility of the Russian sweep for the ladies ice skating. And um, yeah, I'm just super stoked. I just love seeing people who have honed their skills for years and decades and do amazing things with their bodies. And um it's like they have worked so hard to do the most that they can accomplish. And I think that's why I like opera singing, because it's like, look at what the human body can do, you know, without a microphone to use the acoustics and just like this little larynx and pharynx and the size of their mouth and make massive sounds. It just is amazing to me. So, yes, love in the Olympics. Love and singing, and um, I'm excited for today's topic. Today we're going to be talking about maintenance, and (laughs) I'm not talking about so much about maintenance on old apartments, which some of you know that we manage apartments, and I do get to do maintenance on those apartments. (sighs) Yeah, it's not my favorite job, but it's good. It's it's a good thing um, to have been working on and learning over the last couple years, but I want you to think about when you go to the dentist. And when you go to the dentist, are you ever worried what the dentist might find? And you start thinking back over the last six months since you last saw the dentist, or maybe it's been a year or like five years or however long it's been. And you think, well, at least I started flossing again like a week ago. And maybe that's enough, right? <laughs> or what about your car? Uh-oh, my check engine light is on. I wonder, when was the last time I changed my oil? Or maybe a tire pops, and you realize that there's no tread left on any of your other tires because you haven't been rotating them. Probably because 
you're supposed to rotate your tires every time you get an oil change, but you haven't been getting an oil change. So yeah, that's just kind of a situation. And taking care of our teeth or our cars or whatever, it's pretty similar to what it means to take care of ourselves. And we'll come back to that in a moment. But I've talked about this sort of thing in episode 45, um, which was called self-care is sexy, dot, 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 sort of. <laughs> and it's, it's great in our society right now that we have started talking about self-care more and talking about mental health. But sometimes we are a little confused about what self-care really is. And from most of the social media accounts that I have seen, which I don't know if social media really reflects us all as a whole, but it's certainly something that we all see every day and it definitely is kind of infiltrating our minds and maybe our opinions. But when I what I see on social media a lot is that um, if you're not feeling well, self-care could be like, I just... Um, I'm not going to go to work right now because I'm not feeling well and I'm just going to eat chocolate cake and take a bath. And of course, those things can definitely be part of a beautiful and healthy self-care regimen. But if you have listened to me for a while, you know that a lot of the time when people think that they're caring for themselves, they're really just buffering. And buffering is just another word for emotional avoidance. It essentially means that you're feeling uncomfortable with your life for whatever reason. It could be stress, worry, anxiety, being tired, lonely, bored, whatever. And you don't know what to do with your feeling. So like from that previous example, you decide, oh, I can't go to work or I'm just going to eat cake. I need to take a bath or whatever. And so learning how to process emotions It definitely isn't as easy as hiding from your emotions, which is what buffering is, but it is much more effective since the feelings you're hiding from will just come back with a vengeance when you buffer them and hide from them. So self-care really is not always a super sexy thing. In fact, I think that some of the most boring things you can imagine, like flossing your teeth or getting an oil change in your car can be super powerful things in your self-care plan. You see, if your life feels like there are fires burning everywhere and you start thinking like I'm out of control, it's probably because you don't have plans and systems in place to actually make your life function better. You're stressed out of your mind because it feels like you're running from fire to fire and you can't put out a fire before two more erupt into your life. And it's extremely overwhelming to live like this, believe me. I have so been there. And the interesting thing is that all of these fires feel like they are circumstances you can't control. It's like a plague sent from heaven and it's just overpowering. But many of these fires are things that we could put out, especially when they were small, if we weren't so distracted by all the buffering we're doing and, and you know, just all that. So, and let's go even a step further with this because so many of these fires are, if we're really being honest, are things that we've started ourselves in the first place. For example, if you go to the dentist and they say, okay, well, you got nine cavities and you have to get them all filled and do a bunch of other procedures and it's going to cost you a gazillion dollars and 
it will feel very tempting to blame the world and blame the dentist and your teeth and blame your genetics and your career for not making you enough money and blame your mom for not calling to remind you that you need to floss your teeth <laughs> or um, like when you're car totally dies and you still owe money on it and you have to keep paying it off while searching for another car and it feels so easy to blame the universe for everything that has happened to you. And you know what? There are a lot of things that happen that you have no control over. And that's a completely different topic than what I'm talking about right now. And we've already talked about, you know, kind of accepting and embracing what the universe gives you in lots of other episodes. But I just wanted to be clear that that's kind of a different topic. So, but if you don't change your oil or you don't brush your teeth or you don't learn how to budget or you don't practice your singing or you don't schedule your time effectively, all of these things are some of the most boring and least sexy things that you can do to love and care for yourself. And if you don't believe me, just try flossing your teeth every day and then thanking yourself the next time you go to the dentist. And they say, oh, it looks so great. You will feel so loved and cared for, which is the point of self-care. You'll feel cared for and you give yourself a little moment to like say thank you to my past self for flossing. And it's a truly magical thing. But I want to talk about one specific thing that you can really do to care for yourself beyond some of those, you know, brushing your teeth, changing your oil. And that is learning how to deal with your emotions. And I know that all of you hate talking about emotions, but it's like my favorite topic in the entire world. So while you're listening and I've got you glued to your earphones, we're going to talk about our feelings. <laughs> Aren't you so lucky? Because if you don't learn how to deal with your emotions, your emotions will deal with you, okay? They're always there. They're kind of always festering. And um, I just don't know how to stress this enough. The reason you're afraid of failure is because you're, of, you're afraid of an uncomfortable emotion. The reason you hate your work is because of uncomfortable emotions. And we blame it on the work, but really it's the feelings that we're experiencing. And the reason you wake up and don't want to do your, your day is because you don't want to have to face uncomfortable emotions. And I even mentioned earlier, like, oh yeah, I don't really love doing maintenance for the apartments. And I know it's so tempting. It's just like, oh, I just hate this work, or I just hate my boss, or I just hate this, or I hate my life, or whatever. But it really is true that I don't think that for the rest of my life I want to do maintenance. You know, it just doesn't really fit my personality, and I acknowledge that. But the reason why it feels so uncomfortable to me right now is because I allow it to feel uncomfortable to me. And I've gotten much better at processing my emotions and planning in the maintenance and kind of taking care of that. So it's much more manageable for me. But any uncomfortable feelings I'm feeling about it are ones I've created for myself. And if you can learn to embrace and process all of your feelings, just like I've been doing with my maintenance job, there really is nothing. And I mean, absolutely nothing that the world can throw at you that you will not be able to process and use for your own growth. Now, how cool is that? It's like, okay, throw another global pandemic at me. Like I can do this or a sickness or whatever. The 
the world can shut down, no problem. Um, we could have another world war, no problem. And I know that sounds dramatic, but I'm not being facetious. You could lose your voice in a car accident and never sing again, and no problem. You would, you could learn how to process those emotions if you give yourself the skills to do it. And if you take some time to learn these skills, you will be forever grateful and you will feel forever cared for for the rest of your life. You'll look back at the time you gave um, to yourself to do this, learning how to think clearer, how to feel your emotions, how to speak to yourself kinder. And honestly, you'll wish you could go back in time and give this gift to yourself even sooner. And this is the gift that I offer you as a coach, as a mindfulness coach. Yes, I can help you set goals and figure out your plans and schedules. And I can help keep you accountable. That is certainly part of what I do as a coach. And those things are nice. But the real change is one that I noticed um, this past week when I was coaching a young singer who happens to be just so much like you. And um, we were discussing some singing things um, in previous discussions with her. And we had discussed career-related topics and her mindset and all of these things. And it was great. But one time she came to me and wanted to talk about something that's very serious and um, this is kind of a heavy topic, um, and we, we won't go into details about it, obviously, but just generally, she had been assaulted by her ex-boyfriend, and that was really weighing on her, obviously. And um, she was having a hard time focusing in her singing and in her work and kind of moving on with relationships, and just it was really a big thing in her mind. And so we started working on her thoughts and her views about the situation. And, of course, it was a really powerful pain that was crippling her. But in only about 15 or 20 minutes, you know, I'd ask her a question that would help her to reframe her thinking about the situation. And she literally started laughing out loud. And it even took me back back a little bit, even though I'm used to seeing this regularly. But she had realized that she was seeing the world and her circumstances through a distorted lens. She was able to step back, look at the way she was thinking, disprove, and all of a sudden she could take back her own power. Like, oh, this guy and the things that he did don't take away my power. Wow. And it made her so joyful. She was laughing. And um, she just had kind of been previously believing the thoughts that her brain offered her. She thought that they were the absolute truth. And when she discovered that she didn't have to think those thoughts, everything in her life changed in a moment. And of course, that doesn't mean that her mind or your mind, if you were to do this, doesn't need regular maintenance. It's just like your teeth or your car, right? You have to keep flossing. You have to keep changing the oil. But the more she learns how to see through her distorted thinking and take back her power, the more joy she will have in her life and the less that she will need me. And that's kind of a beautiful thing. Like I really love 
helping my clients see their life in a newer lens, go out and take on their own lives. And then if they need something else, you know, they can come back and get a little tidbit. But like to see them take their life in back into their own hands, oh my gosh, it's the most powerful thing. And one that I get to see on a regular basis as a mindfulness coach. And it doesn't matter what issue you bring to me. You know, like obviously I'm not an expert on assault, you know, or um, I'm not a therapist. I'm not also, I'm not a consultant. I'm not the one who tells you how to have a career or what to put in your, in your schedule or anything like that. I don't need to be an expert about your life or the things that you're doing. I don't even need to be an expert about being an opera singer. I am, and I love connecting with you on um, things like that or being an artist, but What I do in reality is I help you to see your own life clearer. So then you can make intentional decisions based on your values and you get to take back your power. And that means you don't give your power to your mom or to the politicians or to the opera companies that aren't hiring you or to anyone else. You are the one. And all it takes really is wiping the smudges off of your glasses so that you can see everything clearer, okay? And that is what I would love to do with you. So head on over to evandunn.com and sign up for a free session. Your future self will feel so cared for and so grateful for your past self for taking this step for you. Now stop waiting in the wings. Go out and take the stage, my friends. In Boca Lupo. Thank you for listening to another episode of Take the Stage Opera Podcast. We love hearing from you. So please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and give us a review. It helps us to continue delivering quality material. 